answer is out there. It's the question that drives us. What is the Matrix? The Matrix is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? They're watching you, Neo. You're in danger. Buckle your seatbelt, Dorothy, because Kansas is going bye-bye. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. Hello, hello. Welcome to What the Jess Podcast. I'm your host. You guessed it. I'm Jess. Thank you so much for joining me. Now just sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey guys, it's me, Jess, or actually better known in the Matrix as Midnight. Um, And I'm here with Vesuvius. Say hey, Vesuvius. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Yeah, not a problem. We go back, what, about 18 years? Yeah, boy, quite, quite a long time. I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> Were you on the method server? Uh, recursion. Recursion, yeah. yeah I can't remember. From, probably, <laughs> yeah. probably from sometime after that merger. Wow. Yeah. I was, uh, we have, a, so I guess the audience knows that we're doing a Matrix trilogy retrospective. Um, we're also going to be talking a little bit about what we're talking about right now, if you're confused, is uh, the Matrix Online, which is MXO for short. We'll get into that a little later, but that's where we met. And um, so just to catch you guys up, if you're wondering what the heck we're talking about. Um, but we'll get back to that. Uh, but the first question that I always am curious about is, where were you when you saw the Matrix for the first time? Do you remember it? Yeah, I remember. I did not watch it in the theaters. And actually, we I, I got some bad advice. So, of course, the, the trailers were, were very captivating and... You know, the, the slogan, what is the matrix? You know, it, it was it was everywhere. And a friend of mine and me went to the movies to see it. And somebody that we knew was coming out of the movie and said, oh, that movie's terrible. It doesn't make any sense. So we wound up watching some other stupid movie. And I have no idea what, what that other movie was. But over the summer, I was hanging out with another friend. And he's like, oh, you haven't seen the matrix? And I'm like, no. I was like, I heard it sucked. And he's like, no, it's like really good. So he had it on DVD and we threw, he threw it in and we watched it and I was really blown away. Oh, so you didn't get to see it in the theater ever? No. And I have not been anywhere where they've had like a re-release. So that's too bad. I'm hoping that happens this fall that, that my local theater will re-release it. Yeah. I, I, um, wow. That makes me sad for you. (laughs) Um, So I I was living in Florida the first time that I lived in Florida, um, and I had just moved down there, and I was fairly young still, and my friend who doesn't uh, go to the movies that often had asked me if I had seen The Matrix yet, and I said, no, I mean, I've heard about it. I don't really know much about it, and she goes, oh, my God, you have to see it. I've seen it twice already. Will you go see it with me, like, on Wednesday? And I was like, what? And I'm like, that's crazy. So... I went and that opening sequence with Trinity, I was hooked. I was like, whoa, it's not as a Keanu reference probably, but yeah, <laughs> I, I was, I was like, whoa. I mean, I had never seen anything like that. The, the, the uh, technology, the three, the 360 spinning, I forget the name of it. There's a name for that camera. Um, bullet time. Is it bullet time? Yes, yeah. it is bullet time. Thank you. Um, and I, you know, and it, Oh, go ahead. So I had heard that the Wachowskis blew their entire initial budget on that one opening scene. The first 10 minutes? Yeah. 
Well, it was worth it. That's probably how they got greenlit for the rest of the movie, probably. Yeah, they they want they asked for X amount. I can't remember how much it was. They got like a fraction of that, and they're like, "Let's just put it all into the opening scene." And then they showed it to the studio, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll we'll give you what you want." Yeah, I I knew originally um, they had done a couple smaller movies, and they the studio didn't want to give them the hundred million or whatever. Uh, I think it was six. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. Sixty sixty three million for the movie, which is today's standards is dirt cheap. Um, so they went and made uh, that movie Bound with Jennifer, um, oh gosh, Tilly, Jennifer Tilly, and I yes. forget who. Um, and they said, okay, cool, and gave them the money. And it opened at, uh, you know, respectable, 27, $27 million, but it's like the like what we're saying, that the, the word of mouth went like wildfire. Um, and it just blew up, and it made like $466 million. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so... I'm still trying to figure out why it was rated R. Why was it rated R? Uh, probably the violence. Uh, there's not much curses. No. I didn't even think it was that violent. You know, like there was some blood. You know, like like when he coughs up the blood in the, in the subway scene. It, it could have mm. just been like the blood. Do you have a favorite scene or scenes that you, if you know, if you always think of when you hear a certain Matrix song or music? Oh boy. Well, the, I mean, there's, you know, quite a few of those scenes, like they were all very distinct. So, you know, the, the opening scene was, was wonderful. And, you know, I just remember the first time watching it, like just having no idea, you know, thinking that the agents were the good guys and that Trinity was the bad guy. I really had no, no, no knowledge of the movie going into it, which was awesome, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, I really like the the part where he uh, is shot dead at the end and resurrects to become the one. Yeah, I am obviously the opening scene for me was awesome because it was a girl Trinity. I mean, for me, it was like holy crap. Um, but there are a few things throughout the movie I just I loved. Um, like just the one liners of like guns, more guns, you know, stuff like that, and you know. Oh, when they're on the top of the uh, building and Trinity says, dodge this. I mean, that's like, that's iconic. Yeah. Those lines. Um, and I'm kind of like you, I, I was trying to figure out why the agents were bad and, and why, you know, it was like, Oh, okay. So they're in a, they're not in a real world. They're in some sort of not hallucinating. Uh, what is it called? Um, well, simulation. Like, yeah. Like a simulation. And, or are they? And it was like, this is so weird. <laughs> I don't even understand half of it sometimes, especially like when the second one came out. Yeah. The second one. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get into it shortly, right. but yeah, I, I definitely left very confused. <laughs> Did you think um, the message, like what, what they were trying to tell for the first movie was more religious or do you think it was just like happened to be a coincident coincidental that, it was kind of like Jesus Christ and the, you know, the whole coming back to life and all that. Well, when I had heard that, that it was like a retelling of the Bible, I was like, oh, yeah, well, that, that makes sense. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's just littered with with biblical references. You know, he's he's a doubting Thomas, you know, Thomas Anderson. He doubts that he's the one. So, you know, he's a kind of a mix. Like, he's not just the Jesus character. He's a couple of different characters and uh it's just layered i mean it's just layered so well that 
anything that you're looking for, I, I think you could get out of it. So if you know, but right. and, and I and I actually I watched it at, at an impressionable age. I believe I was nineteen or twenty, and you go through. I mean, you go through such radical changes, you know, from your you leaving high school to to growing mm-hmm. up and trying to become an adult. And uh, I, I took a philosophy class, and I actually took the philosophy class because of the Matrix, and it was nothing like the Matrix. It was hmm. just all boring reading. So, <laughs> but but uh, I mean, I I definitely uh, went back and and got all those biblical references, but I didn't get them right away. So right. it was it was kind of just a badass kung fu movie for me, initially. Yeah, I was looking under the IMD page for the re-releases for the film, and it did come out a couple times over the last uh, I don't know, ten years or so, but not very many theaters. So that's kind of disappointing because I would totally go see that again in theaters. Yeah, one of the theaters by me, like they they'll show, uh, they'll probably show like all the John Wick movies. I think when part three came out, they showed one, two, and three. And then, uh, you know, other franchises, that they would show all of the movies on the opening day for the, the new one. So I'm hoping they do that for The Matrix. And I remember I was about, I think, 17 or 18 myself. Um, and I didn't know this, but three or four later, years later, I'd be working at Warner Brothers. Um, so... A lot of people um, know that I used to work there, but can I tell you that working at the studio that was doing the next two Matrixes was pretty cool. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I mean, I've got to see, you know, a lot of the set pieces where I, they didn't film uh, a lot of it at the studios, but they did a lot of pickup shots and interior stuff. But obviously, they I think they were in Australia or somewhere for the sequels, I think. Yeah. And isn't there pictures of you on Trinity's motorcycle? Yeah, I have. Yes, there. I, I have had fun with that motorcycle. Uh, um, I wanted to get a picture. Uh, it was just back 2003. I wasn't a huge cell phone user. Um, you know, and you still have to be careful. You do work there. You want to be professional, whatever. But I tried to get a picture in this in stage 16 of me in front of the life size, uh, not the Sentinels. What are those things called that killed the Sentinels? Those big you know, robotic moving machine things. Oh, the APU. Yes. They had like a whole bunch and I was wanted so badly to be a, a, take a picture in front of it. Cause they were just towering over me, but I just have to make, keep the picture in my mind. Cause I, I never got one, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was quite the big deal back in 2003 where they, they released them back to back. I think it was six months apart. It was the year of the matrix. Um, there's also the year of underworld, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, so I always remember 2003 very fondly. Yeah. It's the, the year of leather and Kung Fu. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. They, they compared the Celine character of underworld to Trinity. Um, and I think they took a swipe at the characters saying how the underworld people were cooler. Cause they didn't blink when they shot their guns and when the matrix they had to wear sunglasses or something. But yeah, um, and then, of course, there was a, a slight break from 99 to 2003 where people, I don't think originally it was meant to be a trilogy. Do you recall? I think it was just supposed to be a movie, and then it was so positive, like the, the reviews and people wanted more. I think they decided to do the, the next two movies, or do you think they were already planning to do a trilogy at that point? Um, I, I don't know for sure. 
I didn't never heard anything about a trilogy until uh, the two movies were announced, the, the sequels. And then I, I distinctly remember Joel Silver saying, oh, yeah, so the Wachowskis presented this trilogy. And, of course, you know, the first one had to be successful to get greenlit for the second and third. But it was always a trilogy. But I, I didn't hear that before the, tri- the, the, the sequels were announced. So there's always that doubt. Uh, I think it's... It more than likely they had a lot of outline and and not you know not the sequels fleshed out and you know you just got to focus on that first one. But, right. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad. I certainly like the sequels. Yeah. Um, I have one more thing, and then we can move into the Reloaded. But um, I I always love watching behind the scenes making of movies. Um, and. The Blu-ray, uh, I think it was about five or six years ago that they released, had a lot of behind-the-scenes footage and stuff. And I didn't realize that in the first movie, Trinity broke her leg. Uh, not Trinity, but Carrie Ann Moss broke her leg. Yeah, I, re- I remember that clip you're talking about. And she she basically just <laughs> she just blocked it out and redid the scene again. Yeah, it was uh, like her ankle or something. And she hurt it bad. Yeah, because she thought she was going to get fired and replaced because it was, um, I guess they filmed that fairly early on. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that. That must have sucked because then she wasn't really well known. Yeah, that was the the first time I had heard of her. And I think there was a movie that she did right around that, around there. It, it might have been with Johnny Depp. I, I haven't seen this movie, but it was called Chocolat. Oh, no, it's uh, Memento. Christopher Nolan's Memento, black and oh, white movie. Oh, she was in Memento. Yeah, that came out right before the Ma- the Matrix, I believe. Well, I got to add that one to the list. It's a really good movie. It, but she was she was really good as Trinity. She was, uh, you know, intense when she needed to be, and she was, you know, mellow and cool and caring when she needed to be. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I actually do remember her from a TV show called Models Inc. And she was like an emotional wreck, and she cried all the time. <laughs> that's all I remember of that show to be honest <laughs> I I remember that show that was like a Darren Star like yeah. Beverly Hills 90210 yeah. yeah and it always made me mad because at the end they had this huge cliffhanger where somebody was in a church getting married all the characters and, and someone gets shot but we don't know who they never said who it was and it drives me bat cry you know bat crazy <laughs> oh but no closure Nope, I hate it when they do that. They could have at least said, well, this is who was going to be shot. And so you at least have like, oh, okay, whatever. Moving on. Um, So what was your excitement level for the second one when you realized it's coming out in like four months or two months, whatever, that it was like the trailer was fantastic. That's still one of my favorite trailers of all time is The Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, uh, I think the, the thing that flooded the trailer was the Burley Brawl with all the Smiths. And, you know, <laughs> you, you knew it was going to build upon the first one. It was going to have a bigger budget. I was definitely excited. Uh, I, at this time, I was going to the website and reading everything, trying to gain a better understanding of, <laughs> of The Matrix and anticipate that, that sequel. Yeah. The coloring choices that they made, they, obviously, the green is when they're in The Matrix. No, wait. I can't remember. Is it green when they're in the Matrix or green when they're out of the Matrix? It's green in the Matrix and like a blue tint when they're in the real world. Right. Um, and I, I really liked the sequel. I love that they had the romance angle a little more prominent. Um, and I, 
I loved a lot of things about it, but for some reason, people didn't connect as much to this movie. I think it's because it follows the uh, path of a lot of sequels. The first one's really good. Hollywood puts more money into it. They spend more instead of keeping it smaller and creative, you know? And sometimes I think they go a bit overboard and people are like, oh, this is a typical over-the-top Hollywood movie. It kind of lost a little bit of its creativity. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I, I'm definitely receptive to the criticism. I think that uh, some of the action scenes went on a bit long. I remember like, uh, like when an action scene would start, I'm like, oh, this is freaking awesome. And then kind of towards the end, I'm like, I'm kind of ready to be done. You know, let, let's move on to the next thing. And then it's like, oh, another freaking action scene. And they went on for a long time. Uh, yeah. I, you know, n- now going back, I, I enjoy them a little bit more because I guess, you know, I, I, I know the pace of the movie a little bit better. Yeah, it's definitely a movie that gets better when you rewatch it. I, I liked Reloaded for sure. I, I actually am not one of those people who, who disliked it. Um, I don't think it stands up very well. Um, today's stand for CGI though. Uh, the first one seems to though. The second one, not so much. Um, but at the time it was still groundbreaking, but it's kind of hard to see sometimes that the burly brawl, like you're talking about, you can clearly see how CGI, a lot of the Neo movements are. And yeah, fake Keanu, you know, <laughs> so, so there is a fan theory that, that I kind of like that. It kind of explains away the bad CGI. It's oh. that, uh, Neo and Smith were stressing the Matrix so greatly at this point that it was um, uh, that it was like hiccuping and it, it couldn't process uh, the, the processing power was was uh, not as strong as as they needed. So that's why the, the Burly Brawl appears to be so poor looking. It's a processing issue. So the, okay, hey, all right. I've never yeah. heard that, but uh, <laughs> no, it's why just not? Like, it's just a fun little theory to like explain away the the weak point of the movie. I think one of my favorite characters from the Reloaded is also the Merovingian. I'm so glad he's coming back for the the, the Matrix Four, which we'll get to later. Um, and the twins, those were they, they were pretty cool. Yeah, the twins were cool. Uh, just something you just don't see. You know, visually they they just looked so darn cool. And, uh, you know, they didn't have much dialogue, but when they were on screen, they were like magnetic. Yeah. I was like, hey, these guys are really cool, you know. But um, and then, the, like I said, the, uh, the Merovingian and then you had Persephone. That, the, the Merovingians, I guess, is the better way to say it. That whole world uh, I thought was amazing. It really brought a new element to the, the movies. It's more gothic and really slick music. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah, I liked, you know, learning that there were other versions of the Matrix, which I think Smith kind of alluded to in part one. But then finding out that, you know, there's all these characters from an older version and it's kind of mysterious, but they're still kind of lurking around. I did not understand the architect, though. I, I think it was intentionally very, I don't know, um, condescending to the audience. <laughs> It's like, okay, so basically he's just saying you have a choice to make in, in a very long, elaborate way, I guess. <laughs> Even now, I've seen it a hundred times and I'm still like, I, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, shortly after Reloaded was out, I found a script and just like 
read it and reread it until I thought I understood it. But, uh, you, you know, talking with like other people online and, and getting their perspective about it is actually very helpful because, you know, it's like a brain brainstorming session. So yeah, about 20 years later, I think I understand what he's talking about. But at the time I left like, eh, well, I'm going to have to see this one again. <laughs> Maybe that's why they did it. <laughs> yeah, probably. And I think that's one of the reasons why people didn't love it. Well, that could be too. Um, I know that the sec so the second movie compared to the first movie literally tripled in revenue. Um, their opening for Reloaded was over 90 million versus 23 million. And worldwide, it was over $741 million. So, I mean, <laughs> they clearly had a fan base. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, much bigger movie. Uh, I, I do remember people thinking like, oh, the, like if this movie is as good as the first one, it's going to be the high, highest grossing movie of all time. And I, I don't know if it hit that mark at any point, but it, it wasn't received as well, but it's certainly did well financially. Yeah. And it's interesting because since, uh, I think they were one of the first film companies other than the uh, Lord of the Rings, which is also a Warner Brothers movie um, that did back to back shootings, you know, shooting movies back to back. And then I know Harry Potter. and That's also a Warner Brothers movie. But I think because Matrix was out before that, um, they shot Reloaded and Revolutions back to back. And because of the drop in uh, critical reviews, I guess, or people who just didn't really like it, the third movie suffered greatly. It was, yeah. I mean, it literally lost half of its revenue. It went from 747 million to less than 427 worldwide. That's a huge drop. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, just getting back to that filming back to back, I think that there was one movie actually long before this that filmed back to back. And that was um, Superman, the movie, and Superman 2 with Christopher Reeve. I believe those shot back to back. Also a Warner Brothers movie. Oh, really? Yeah, it is. Yeah. See a yeah, pattern yeah, there? PC. Yeah. So so they were like way ahead of their time. And uh, who, who is the director? Richard Donner? Yes. Something, something funny happened there between one and two with Donner. Um, um, yeah, he didn't get along well with the, the original uh, owners, I think, or the directors. or something. He got – it was production-related – uh, and, you know, there is a lot of similarities between, you know, Superman and Neo. So. <clears throat> yeah, they make now, him fly. Yeah, they even reference it. Link even says he's doing a Superman thing. That's kind of weird. But I guess with them being Warner Brother entities, that makes a little bit more sense. Well, you know, and I, I didn't, I wasn't crazy about the revolutions. I loved the trailer. The trailer was still cool. Um they just went so far off the path um, and it didn't have a satisfying conclusion. Um, and a, like we talked about this before, I've actually seen the original script to this, which was, and I, I don't remember a lot of it, but I know it was not even anywhere near the way that it ended. Um, and I remember thinking, Hmm, I don't remember this supposed to happen, but I know they tweak script. They tweak scripts all the time. So, um, but I heard it was because, um, the script got out like it got leaked and they got, you know, the Wachowskis got mad and Joel Silver got mad and they just rewrote the ending. Huh. Trinity never dies in the original um, uh, script. Oh, so, really? Mm -mm. Huh. No, nope. this is the first time I'm hearing this. My yep. goodness. She, she doesn't die in the original script. And um, 
there was something else in there. Oh, she, I think she was actually pregnant in the, in the, in the first script. Um, they might've tweaked it since then, but yeah, originally she does not die in, in the end of revolutions. So I'm not sure what made him go that drastic. <laughs> That's totally different. Yeah. So this, all these questions leading into, into, I don't want to get it too ahead, but, um, a lot of questions about, you know, Trinity being pregnant and, uh, you know, that, that rave scene that, that nobody loved, you know, Trinity right. and Neo are right. off in doing their own thing. And this is an implication of that scene. So. Exactly. It, it would have made yeah. more sense. Um, you know, but uh, there are, I like hmm, trying to think of how, which I liked the first half of revolutions. Because they still had the Merovingian, they still had some Matrix stuff, but that was another reason people didn't like it. The Revolutions uh, was pretty much not in the Matrix the whole time, so it was kind of boring to me. I was kind of like, "Why are they going back into the Matrix? Oh, they're not. Oh, well, that sucks." <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you know, with uh, Reloaded, you know, I had heard that they're going to make the biggest, baddest chase scene ever, and I think they did uh, the highway scene. And then for Revolutions, it's like we're going to have the biggest, baddest battle scene ever. And, you know, it, it ran on too long, but it was, <laughs> it was something to, I actually rewatched that the other day. I was scrolling through and, you know, just watching like all the lighting, mm -hmm. the, you know, the lighting effects when, when they're, they're firing off their weapons and, and the way the Sentinels move. It's, it, it's really incredible. Yeah. And I, I think I was also, I think it was you that I was, talking to you about Aaliyah who died in um after finishing matrix two and three i'm sorry two she didn't get a chance to do three um and i actually did find some shots of her in costume from the film have you seen those um i saw i think like one uh on like a behind the scenes uh clip somewhere i don't know if it was like a short video or or a picture but i did see her i think is link with her yeah, uh, no, not was it Link or his brother? I know I've seen it, but yeah, what what a shame. She she was such a talent. Yeah, and it's like if she had just finished the last part of the third, she would have been. I mean, you know what I mean. She would have been in at least. She would have been able to be in the movie because her part wasn't that big. No, it it wasn't. She was was she uh she was Link's girlfriend and Tank and Dozer's sister. Yeah, I think that's what it was because I get confused which whose brother is what. But yes, that sounds right to me. Yeah, it was you know disappointing that that we didn't have Tank back either in, in Reloaded. Oh well, I can tell you a story about that. <laughs> so I've heard the yeah I've heard these stories. Uh, yeah, so what, little little T, I guess they call it. Uh, I know firsthand because I was literally ten feet from this actor who is crazy. Um, so the actor that played, uh, tank in the first movie's name is Marcus Chong, I believe is Chong. Um, and he didn't come back from the sequels because he wanted more money, uh, to be in the sequel, even though he had a small part and was not a star of the movie. He was just a co-star, you know, whatever. They wouldn't give him that. Um, and he has a lot of martial arts background. So he basically said if he didn't get, uh, paid more, he was going to break Keanu's legs and there would be no movie. So that was like something they were taking very seriously because of his martial arts background. And one day I happened to be around one of the gates where he was trying to get in and he had grown out his uh, beard and stuff 
I recognized him. He was trying to get on the lot to go to Joel Silver's office. Yeah, uh, not good. You can't can't uh, go and threaten the star like that. Yet, yeah, so you know, I really liked his character in part one. And if he was not a crazy person and requested more money, uh, because you know, as a fan of the movie, I'm like, yeah, more tank. He was fun. He was funny. He was. He, I think he did a pretty darn good job he in part did. one, but he if did. you if you're not if you're not gonna be cool on set, then uh, you gotta go. Yeah, you don't want to mess with Joel Silver. <laughs> it's like poking the bear. That's a bad idea. <laughs> have you met Joel Silver? Oh yeah, I what's have. He, I got a picture, some pictures of him. Um, what's, what's he, he like? like? Um, he's he's got a temper. Um, he's very like, he wants things done. He wants it done right. And if you don't get it done right, he's going to find somebody who will do it right. Um, people were quite intimidated by him. He was a big shot on the lot. I mean, he did the whole lethal weapon series. It's not his first time doing the matrix. He had many, many, many hits under his belt already. Um, and yeah, people, there's a lot of people that didn't like him because he was so in your face, almost rude. Sometimes, um, he got, he fired a lot of people. Um, he treated talent well, though. He got along with actors and people like that. Um, but I can tell you one thing. If if Marcus Chong was fired and is actually on a permanent band from Warner Brothers, there's a reason. And that's really, really bad to get on one of those lists. Yeah, I bet. With the Matrix Revolutions and the ending that it did give us, how in the hell are they going to do the fourth one? That's the big question, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, big question. Um, I, I guess there's kind of two trains of thought. Um, Neo is dead. How are they going to bring him back? And Neo's not really dead, so it'll be oh, they just plugged him back in. But I, I'm of the mind that he actually did die at the end of part three. So, yeah, it's kind of a big question mark. I don't really know how they're going to do it. Yeah, and I, I still have friends on the lot, obviously, and I, I uh, ask them for stuff, and if they hear anything, they'll tell me some stuff. But I'm telling you, that movie's locked up tight. No one knows anything. Um, and I think it was you that I was asking about Michael B. Jordan, because originally he was attached, or they thought he was attached to play a young Morpheus. And Yeah. Because my friend said he saw him quite a few times, so I'm maybe it was, well, it could have been another movie, so that might not mean anything, but. He was on the lot quite a few times. Like during during the filming? Are, are we breaking news here? I, I don't know. <laughs> because actors, you know, they go to a lot of studios for meetings and stuff. It could mean nothing. But he was there. So I don't, I'm not sure. I guess because I was surprised when you didn't add him to the list of new cast members. I was like, where's Michael B. Jordan? You said he's not in the movie. And I was like, he's not? Oh, oh okay. I thought he was. But maybe he decided to leave the project. So a few years back, Zach Penn was uh, talking about a, uh, a Matrix script where there were rumors. And I guess Zach Penn was trying to get it made. He had a script or something. And apparently it's a prequel. And, and his word is it's not a reboot. So he has spoken on it on Twitter. So those, those tweets are out there. And uh, the speculation was that Michael B. Jordan was going to be was going to play a young Morpheus. So. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and now there's like a really cool fan poster out there. And I'm like, 
Yeah, Mike, you can't go wrong with Michael B. Jordan. Put him in anything. Oh, he's, he's great. He's yeah, he's great. So you can't go wrong. But when I saw him in the Morpheus, uh, you know, like the jacket and the glasses, I was like, yeah. I was like, now, now I really want to see that. But, you know, uh, those fan castings are, are like um, not a fan casting because he was rumored to really be that character. But don't you hate it when you get them in your mind as this character, and they're that character forever, and then at the last minute they either leave a project or the project doesn't whatever and you're so disappointed you're like oh like the whole emily blunt and john uh, uh what's his last name krasinski krasinski yeah everybody wants them in the fantastic fours and we in our mind have had them as those characters for like three years now and when it turns out that they don't do it it's going to be so disappointing because more than likely they're not going to be doing it yeah, every time, like, like I'll go on YouTube or something, and there's a Marvel movie. They always have him as mm-hmm. Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic. So, yeah, I kind of do want. I just kind of want that mental satisfaction that mm-hmm. yes, he's going to mm-hmm. be, he'll be in it. So, well, maybe that with if they do a young, I guess they're waiting to see how the Matrix Four performs because right now there's not a there's some like us the Matrix fans fan base that's been around. There's not a lot of buzz outside of that. I've, I've talked to a couple of my friends who they're not really a Matrix Matrix. They're not like us. They thought the first one was cool, whatever. But none of them are even care that the movie's coming at all. They like ah, who cares? And I'm like, okay. So I'm kind of I'm kind of um, worried <laughs> that you know maybe get some curiosity people going to see it. But I really hope it's a good movie. Keanu said he thinks it's a beautiful movie. Um, so if he came back to do the Matrix Four, it had to have been a good script. There's no way in hell he would have done it. Yeah, I think uh, Keanu Reeves coming back for a Matrix Four means that it's it's going to be. It was presented to him very well because he doesn't need to do another Matrix movie. Um, and I don't th- I don't think he's the type of guy that like well he owes somebody a favor so he's going to do like a crap movie, right? And he's he's like so. He's so hot right now. You know, he's with John Wick. I mean, the John Wick series is really good. Um, you, you know, he was in Toy Story. He was in like SpongeBob. Like everything. <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> he, he was, that was funny. <laughs> Everybody loves Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and he's a good now, guy. And not only that, but it was confirmed that he and Carrie Ann Moss did the big stunt that the leaked bi- online. Oh, yeah. I, I have avoided all spoilers, so... This is we don't tell me and we won't tell you guys either because um I I won't say might, but yeah. it's major it's it's freaking major and for him to do a stunt like this he has a lot of faith in the movie which tells me the movie's gonna be darn good oh I I'm excited because I just love those type of movies but um I I just think that there's still a fan base for sure and um when I heard it was being the announcement. I mean, I won't kind of lie. My first instinct was, why? Because <laughs> the last one was so bad. And it ended so blah. And how do you do a movie without Morpheus? So I was thinking, maybe Michael B. Jordan's doing flashbacks as young Morpheus. And if this movie does well, that'll translate into that movie you're talking about. Yeah. Well, it doesn't look like we're going to get a Morpheus character. But... um Lawrence Fishburne is actually going to Germany to film John Wick for. So, you know, maybe he brings a set of sunglasses with him. And while he's in Germany, <laughs> where where they're filming Matrix for, maybe they, I don't know, post-credit scene or mm-hmm. 
Because he he doesn't die in these movies, so why the hell is he not in this movie? Yes, he doesn't die in the movies. Maybe you know. Have you ever heard the uh, fan conspira- conspiracy that the John Wick series is another version of the Matrix? Yes, I did. And and that is actually Neo and Morpheus or something. Uh, I, I like I like better the one where John Wick is an alternate uh, Bill and Ted, and it's after Ted's father sends him off to military school. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, I love Keanu. I, I've always had fun. He's a nice, nice dude. That's all I'll say. He's a he's a very cool dude. Very non Hollywood. Um, and I think people just love working with him. He's branched out and does a lot more producing now, which is really cool. Um, Back in the day, he he didn't do as much. I'm not sure what gave him the push to do it more. Um, I think he was doing a TV series too, but I can't remember the name of it. I think it was a spy thriller or something. I don't know whatever happened to that. It never came out. Yeah, he's got the video game, the Cyberpunk 2077, and he's got a comic book. Is it a? Co- oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look him up right now. I have my handy dandy little uh, what do you call it? IMDb. Yeah. Just because I, I remember thinking, oh good, he's he's starting to do some more. Um, what do you call it? Oh yeah, TV. What is it called? Um, I hope he gets clean cut though. I hate him when he has the long hair and beard. I hope that he for the Matrix he ends up shaving at some point because he looks very grizzly. He does like 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 you know like wilderness. Yeah, his beard kind of grows in a little funny. Which, yeah, <laughs> I mean I I wear a beard. It's not the best, but I only wear a beard because I don't love to shave. But, <laughs> But I, I at least shape it. He's his kind of grow in funny around the cheekbones, but mm-hmm. I, oh, that's that's him now. That's his look. It's called Rain. It's a TV miniseries, and it's an assassin who specializes in making his hits look like they've died from natural causes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Who's it's been. It? it just has him. It's been in development pre pre development for like years now, three or four oh. years. I don't see any movement whatsoever on it. Um, it's a. It just says it's based on a series of novels by Barry Eisler, who used to work for CIA, by the way. That's all we know. <laughs> it's like The Matrix 4. Everything's all hush-hush, which they haven't even announced a name to it. I think it's called Revolutions. I mean, uh, uh, Resurrections, but it hasn't been confirmed. Yeah, it, it's leaked in a couple of different places, Resurrections, but nothing official yet. Which is funny because about 10 years ago, a friend of mine wrote a prequel for Trinity Story, and it was called Matrix uh, Resurrections. <laughs> so I guess that title's out, huh? Yeah, there was an uh, like a April Fool's article that was written, and it's like, oh, The Matrix 4 is going to come out. It's called Resurrections. And that was in like 2009 or something like that. And I, I can't remember the website offhand, but they're still around. Hmm. So. When the when the title kind of leaked in January, they came out and they were like, "Yeah, we called this like ten years ago." Oh, well, it makes sense though if you think about it. Reloaded, revolutions, resurrections—it's a theme, you know. And in the Matrix Four is only uh, Lana. Uh, it used to be Larry Wachowski, but now it's Lana. It's only one of the Wachowskis. It's not both of them. Yeah. So Lily has, I guess, stepped away from Hollywood and filmmaking. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that because, you know, one of them was a stronger storyteller than the other. So I'm guessing Lana might be the one that did more of the storytelling because apparently it's a really good script. Yeah, I think uh, Lana worked on Sense8 without Lily. And I, I can't remember the last thing that Lily, formerly 
formerly Andy, I believe. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the last thing that they worked on. Yeah, I want to say Jupiter's Ascend or something. But yeah, Jupiter Ascending. That, I didn't yeah, even I didn't right. even think that was that bad a movie. Everyone hates it, but I was like, what's so bad? I didn't really think it was that bad. <laughs> I was expecting it to be terrible. And I was at a theater uh with this guy and we were like, This isn't this is not bad. I don't we don't really get it. But apparently it's a joke. A joke movie, apparently. Well, I'm planning on watching Speed Racer with my kids uh very soon because uh Oh, what's her name got announced to Matrix Four? Oh yeah, uh, Christina Ricci. Yes. So now I, wonder I, have if to, she... I have to go back and watch Speed Racer. I actually didn't think that was that bad either. Yeah, I like Speed Racer. I mean, it's based on it's based on a cartoon. Like, come on. I'm trying <laughs> to remember what it was they did. Like, I don't know if they were just not used to the style of shooting, filming. I, I don't know. I didn't think it was bad. And I was like, this is not bad. What? I mean, I hated Cloud Atlas. That was terrible. But. So that's on my list to watch too. And I've been holding off. I think I'm going to watch that and Sense8 after Matrix 4. Okay, yeah. Cloud Atlas is not a good movie. It's just, well, you'll see. If you can get through it, I'll be very surprised. It's also very long. Yeah, I've heard it's long. I've heard it's pretty slow too. Yeah, it's uh, very. <laughs> but the, the other things I hear is like, it's powerful. So I'm like, all right, I'll, eh. I'll give it a try. Okay. it's. I guess it's a, you know, it's all spectacular speculative and um different opinions so the best thing to do is just to see it yourself yeah. um but i'm still gonna when the matrix you know I, i'm i hate this you know day and day play movie theater and streaming at home that warner brothers is doing they're ending that very soon um they're losing a ton of money at the box office they have lost over a billion dollars in revenue did you know that I did not, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. Uh, my friend told me the numbers the other day from the studio because he works there still. And he said, well, you probably heard they're also doing uh, another rebranding. They have got they got rid of AT&T or AT&T got rid of them, but it was a mutual thing. You heard about that? I did hear about that. I, I think I heard about that from you last time we talked. Yes. Um, it's a great, great thing. Discovery Plus is merging with Warner Brothers. I have the Discovery Plus uh, streaming app now. It's probably my favorite app of all time. It has everything I watch on there. Um, but they're a movie, they're a movie business in, in minded. You know what I'm saying? They're going to get this, this content um, back to where it used to be. Warner Brothers name will get back to where it used to be, where nobody hated them or mad at them. AT&T and uh, Warner Media... And I understand partly that they did it because of the pandemic. I do get that part of it, but a whole year, I mean, six months, maybe, but like Godzilla versus Kong did well at the box office, but they lost like 40, 30, 40 million dollars right there because it was free on HBO max. Um, what's the next, there was another one that just, Oh, uh, mortal Kombat, same thing. You know, they're leaving all this money on the, on the table. So, you know, unfortunately I think matrix is, is it coming out in December now? Yeah, it's December, and, and oh, okay. overseas, overseas, it's coming out the week before. So I think, oh. I think in the U.S. it's a twenty second, and I'm I'm seeing the fifteenth in in uh, in Europe and Asia. So oh, okay. So if it gets released in HBO Max on the fifteenth of December, uh, it's gonna be pirated and all over the place. Yep. Yeah. Um, the big test will be for Warner Brothers anyway. It will be Dune that comes out in October. The filmmakers have been fighting to get that off of HBO Max for a long time, and they might win that. 
because the nail in the coffin, according to my friend, is that this weekend's In the Heights uh, musical that was in theaters yeah. lost a lot of money because it's free at home. The box office predicted twenty twenty five million dollar opening, and it only got to like thirteen million because people just sat home and watched it. So there's an example right there of it's not working. It's not working. You're losing money, and that's why they're getting rid of all those people who decided it was a brilliant idea to to do their entire slate of films on streaming. Yeah, that was pretty bold when it came out. So I've heard Lana is very upset. Well, I mean, you know what you hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but does not want this uh, dual release uh, same day, and it goes to the end of the year. So if it gets pushed back like two weeks, then you know hopefully the Matrix makes the money that it should, and we get more Matrix stuff. Yeah, um, and I think In the Heights will give them pause because it's people are going back to the movies. I saw a Quiet Place too; it's one of the best sequels I've seen in years. It's fantastic. Um, they had no dual release and they have just passed the hundred million dollar mark in like two weeks. Great. That is a, that's what Warner brothers should be looking at saying, Hey, people are going back to the theater. Sorry guys. We said we were going to do this for a year, but we're not doing it anymore. Too bad. And then boom, take it off. Yeah. I think the audience is going to be very forgiving. People want to go out, you know, there's people going to, that are complaining just to get given, give another three months to HBO mm-hmm. max then. You know, give them mm-hmm. a credit because people want to go out. The, well, these the, movies the, are worth seeing in the theater. Well, and that was just, that's exactly what I was going to say. The reality is they make movies for theaters, not for you to sit home and watch them. I'm sorry. And I understand that some people don't want to go back to the theater, but if people are getting vaccinated. It's going to get to the point where it's, well, you have a choice to make. You either, if you, if you can, you know, either get vaccinated um, or you wait for it to come out like it used to for a few weeks. I mean, we're not, they're not catering to those sitting at home watching streaming. They're, they're catering to those that made those movies and spend all their time making the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, the fans of these movies are going to see them in the theaters. You know, people want to go out. You know, it, there's still people that, that can wear the masks in the theaters. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it's fine. If, if, if I go to the theaters in December and, and I got to wear a mask, I'm, f- I'm fine with it. I, going right. out is, is good. So. Right. Um, so that kind of, I don't know why this reminds me of this, but getting back to uh, how we met, let's get into the Matrix Online. A lot, a lot of people may not understand what that is. That game's been done for 2008, I believe. Did it? Is that when we retired it? Uh, July 2009. Oh, nine. Okay. Yeah. Oh, damn. That was a long time ago. Well, you played an early beta, so yeah. you, you, you got a lot out of that game. Yes, so Warner Brothers had a um, uh, a video game, MMO, which is multiplayer game live. You can basically play with people on, in real time. You don't have to play on your computer by yourself. And it was released shortly after either the beginning of Matrix Revolution, or was it in before the Reloaded, or was it after? I can't remember. Yeah, it was after Reloaded. I think beta start. I think beta... Um, started in like summer 2004, but you yes. know, it, it got pummeled with delays. Yes. So for people who aren't familiar, um, beta testing is when a certain amount of people are given access, early access through special keys or whatever to help play their game and test it to see if there's bugs, to see um, what's not working, you know, whatever. Anything that could go wrong, you, you help them 
send them messages and let them know, hey, this doesn't work. I'm walking into a wall, whatever. Um, and they had it. It started in 2004. I was one of the beta players, and then my name was Midnight. And um, it was quite cool. I mean, the characters from the movie were in there, most of them, and you got to interact with them, and it was all live. Uh, I sometimes played that game for eight hours straight. How about you? Yeah, I did. Um, sometimes, you know, long, long weekends, I would play a majority of it. <laughs> I worked there at the time at the studio, so I played sometimes when I was at work, too. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, it's technically kind of work-related. Um, I had so many copies at one time. We had a, a big Matrix meet and greet, and I... I was like giving those games away like crazy the, they donated like a bunch of stuff. So it was pretty cool. I don't think you, you didn't go to that. Did you? I didn't, you know, I was out uh, on the East coast, still out on the East coast. So never did make it to any of those meetups. Oh, uh, they were so cool. We had one of them on the lot. They let us use one of the rooms. It was pretty cool. We had like a big screen and we were playing the games and it was, it was, it was quite cool. I have fond memories uh, of the matrix online. They had, uh, I think for me, the most the coolest thing for me was just the real-time fighting, the interlock stuff. I've never seen anything like it and haven't since. Yeah, interlock was was really cool. And then I, I was listening to an interview with uh, a couple of the developers, and they were talking about how you could be playing on your end, fighting me and interlock on my end, and I'm going to get something in bullet time, but it can't slow down for you too. So it would like slow down to go into bullet time, and then for me time would speed up to catch up to where you are so th they were talking about that and it, it was really cool it was really oh, cool yeah. hearing all the technical jargon yeah um i they also had a so originally there were three servers right there was method recursion and what was the last one do you remember the third one i um i think originally they were like nine servers and two of them oh. were for europe and then it got consolidated down to three Oh, that's right, because there wasn't enough subscribers after the bombing of the revolution. Yeah, uh, I think the way revolutions ended, and it would kind of disappointed people. So the Matrix Online didn't didn't really uh, have the wow numbers. Yeah, and that brings me to the point of it's technically still around, kind of. Um, the, the Matrix Online is now available, has been on the, uh, what do you call it, the emulator? Um, what the heck is that called? What's that word? It's an emulator. Emulator. What was I trying to say? I don't know what I was trying to say. Well, one of the servers was Enumerator. So. Enumerator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. So why don't you tell them a little bit about the, the project that's been going on for 10 years? If you yeah, kind so of really want to get back into the game. So one of the players started pulling uh, packets of information from the game before the shutdown, like after the announcement and before the shutdown. He didn't get all of it. So um, the, the biggest uh, parts of the game, like the combat and the missions and things that incorporate those things, like factions and, and building reputation and stuff like that, they don't work yet. But... Um, you can like run around, you can hyper jump, you can buy stuff from vendors, you can change your appearance. Uh, did I mention hyper jump? You can go into any area of the game that you want, like buildings and mission areas. So there is a lot of functionality, but not like the 
not like the core of the game. Right. Um, I go in and out occasionally. I've been AWOL for a few months, but I've, I've got a lot of stuff that I'm working on and my PhD and some stuff like that. So um, I will be getting back into it eventually. I do miss it. Uh, how's it going? Is there, I know you had a, you, didn't you have a, a party or something Saturday or in the matrix? Yeah. So we're getting an influx of people that are coming back or people just interested in the matrix. So one of our community members said, Hey, let's do a big meetup. So we did one, uh, the beginning of, I think the first weekend of, of the month, and we're going to do it again the first weekend of next month. It'll be, I think Friday, Saturday, and we'll just kind of get in and play some music, you know, just, uh, hang out and make effects and, you know, cool. Uh, we have a Discord channel, so we get in there and we, we talk. We ha actually had a lot of players. I think we had about six of us in the Discord chat. And uh, Manic Velocity, who, who's a player, like uh, he plays Eve, Eve Online. Mm -hmm. And he live streamed it on his uh, Twitch account. So, you know, I, I was just in there like, hey, guys, tell me a story from back when the game was live. And uh, everybody just kind of took turns telling stories. And then I found out that. They were streaming the whole thing. So now oh. all these stories, <laughs> I was asking them stories about like, hey, tell me about like the Furious Angels. And uh, now that stuff is all out there. So anybody can go to Twitch and just listen to it. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm going to try to make the next one because um, there really is nothing like it. It's it's so much fun. And the uh, interactive storylines that they did. Um, I also played a, a minor character when they did the, um, gosh, what was that storyline? that the Merovingian and like, uh, you were like a liaison. Yes. Yeah. Was it like, maybe it wasn't like a, a big, it was an ongoing storyline and I was on a different server. So it'd be fair. And, um, I was like a vampire. I worked with Persephone. Her name was Alaria, but I don't think anyone even knew who I was. Cause I wasn't me. It was interesting yeah. to see how the behind the scenes worked. It was pretty cool. Yeah, so for for the listeners, when the game first launched, it was supposed to be a continuation of the story. So there was a group of people that just would go in as like the Merovingian and Morpheus and Niobe and um, play as them and move the story forward. And then the game got sold from Monolith to Sony Entertainment Online. And the, like the first thing to go was the live event team. But it got replaced with players like Midnight that would play key roles for uh, like the live event team. That's a good summary. Um, it worked for a little while, um, but by then the excitement for the game had pretty much disappeared. So they were pretty much dismantling everything. Um, which reminds me, I wonder if they'll take any of this as canon into the Matrix 4. Or are they going to avoid it altogether? Because that didn't end um, so well for Morpheus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think uh, that it will remain canon. It won't get retconned. But, like, it won't get retconned, like, until it does, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that The Matrix 4 is going to just tell, you know, a separate story. You know, it's not going to go back and explain anything for anyone. Uh, you, you know, if you didn't play The Matrix online, you'll be able to understand The Matrix 4 just fine. And when somebody else takes over the Matrix, then, you know, we'll see what happens to the Matrix Online storyline. But Do you think hey. that they'll bring back uh, Matrix Online uh, uh, 
officially? Um, no, I don't think so. The, the, I think the code of the game is very old. I think the online gaming market has changed drastically. And this is from what I hear because, you know, the, the Matrix Online was like the first online game that I ever played. And I think I tried like one other game since, but I don't know. It's just, I just, I can't play like I used to. Like mm-hmm. I was there for the Matrix. I wasn't there for the video game. Right. So whatever form the Matrix takes, I'll, I'll kind of follow that. I'll follow the franchise and not, and not the platform. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if what and if they do um, and how the Matrix 4 does financially will dictate everything. That could be a one and done for all we know. Yeah, and you know you got to be ready to to accept the end of the story if if that is what happens. But I think the Matrix is a big enough franchise that somebody like Zach Penn would would pick it up, and it'll change, and we'll have to decide if we if we still like it. Right. Um, I also want before I forget, um, I just wanted to shout out to the Fallen Horizon. That was the faction that I led, Zion, um, and. Uh, Want to do a shout out to your faction since uh, they'll probably be listening. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, I was in the Dark Stars and I was in the Daniel Institute of Dream Interpretation. So oh, shout yeah. out to those players. <laughs> that was a cool, that was a really cool, unique uh, faction. And uh, obviously, which which faction were you uh, a part of um, alliance wise? Yeah, so we were like a splinter faction for for Zion. It was more closely following Neo's, um, I guess, ideals. So they called it E Pluribus Neo. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was led by the very unpopular character, the kid from the oh. Matrix sequels. <laughs> Poor kid. He wasn't well, the he, same. He wasn't Mouse, right? That was a different guy. No. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Oh yeah. If, Mouse died. If, that's right. If, yeah. Mouse died, but you know, Neo died and he, we got him back. Yeah, so true. hopefully, hopefully Mouse comes back too. I wouldn't mind having Mouse and, and Cypher back. I have a feeling this Matrix is is like a completely different Matrix. Like I like they're because there's different Matrix iterations. I have a feeling it's not even the same ones we think of. I think they're different, and I think they're passing the torch to some younger kids, and that'll be the end of you're not going to see them again. The Keanu's character, and I think that I just have a feeling this is their tie up swan song. Here's the next generation. See ya. Yeah, and you know they did that almost from the beginning. Uh, I think Enter the Matrix was released the same day as uh, Reloaded, and Neo wasn't in that at all. Trinity right. was barely in that video game, and that, you know, that was like Niobe and her uh, her first mate Ghost, who is an awesome character as well. Mm-hmm. They kind of followed them and tied into Reloaded, and you know they didn't have a character and model for Neo at all in that game and right people you know it was it was ad, as advertised but people are still disappointed that you couldn't play as neo hey there, there's really is more to the matrix than just neo so yeah well that is true um so you know we'll see i, I just think there's something there's some twist coming um that i can't even get the information from those that i know at warner brothers because they don't know which is unheard of i mean i remember back in the day when i worked there i knew who catwoman was for Christopher Nolan's uh, Batman months before they announced it. Of course, I couldn't say anything because, you know, for obvious reasons, but I was like, but people still kind of figured it out. So I'm kind of surprised that they're even tighter lipped on this movie. 
Well, and now it's, you know, we might have, we might have heard already, but there's so many theories out there. Everybody's got a YouTube channel. Hell, I've got a YouTube channel and I'm throwing theories out too. <laughs> <laughs> like what's some but, of your theories? Um, I think that, um, hold on. What's the gal's name? Um, Priyanka Chopra Jonas is going to oh, play, yeah. is going to play Sati. And, and oh, that's a good idea. She does look like that character. And now people are challenging me and saying that programs don't grow. They they just stay the same. And it's like, eh, I'm sure a program could just yeah, change the way it appears if they the want. The Oracle changed. The Oracle changed. Thank you. So yeah. you're with me. Okay. Yeah. So I think she's going to play Sati. And my grand theory, uh, you know, not for the ending of Matrix 4, but for the character is that she's alluded to be very important and she's going to change both worlds. So I think that through some magic or technology that I can't explain, she'll somehow clear the sky and will be able to inhabit the earth. Oh, that's a cool idea. Do you think she's involved with bringing Neo or any of those guys back? Or do you think that they may never have permanently died anyway? Yeah. I mean, I Trinity think... was, was impaled like five <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that they both died. Um, but now there's, you know, people saying, well, if they died inside the matrix, then their mind is still in the matrix, their consciousness. So it's like, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, I'm going to need a little bit more than, than just that, but okay. That's a good start. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, just because Sati makes this, the sun rises and the sun sets and like, well, okay. What, what can she do for the other world? Well, we have a problem with the sky, so maybe she fixes that. That would be good. I mean, the Oracle is still around. So I have a feeling that Thelma Hopkins is playing her this time around. Do you remember Oops. Thelma Hopkins? If you look on the cast list, she used to be on the... Remember the show Family Family Matters with Urkel? She was yeah. in that show. She was the um, thinner, uh, I think the aunt. She's in, she's in Matrix 4? I'm pretty sure she is. Because I remember thinking, oh, that's interesting. Uh, let me see. I'll pull it up real quick. Um, I had it up here a few minutes ago. It said Matrix 4 cast. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I had a crush on her when I was a kid because Family Matters is one of those <laughs> one of those shows I watch every day. I'm just sorry. I'm just pulling it up real quick. Uh, yeah. Oh, not Thelma. Thelma. There's no H. So it's Thelma Hawkins. I mean, she is. I have a feeling she's the Oracle and she jumps shells all the time. So, I mean, technically, if you download your consciousness like they do in the Matrix, they could pick any shell they wanted to. So why couldn't they come back looking exactly the same? Maybe they're a little different, but maybe that's what they do to bring back Neo and Trinity or whatever. I don't know. I'm just I'm dying to find out how this happens because it all sounds implausible to me. Yeah. You know, it's if, if they can go several different directions, you know, there, there's a lot of backstory in the Matrix Online and the Matrix Online did something that the movies won't do is that they explained things like the uh, the power, like the battery, the, the humans as batteries and and solar energy and, and nuclear fusion and nuclear fission. They went so far as to try and explain things like that. The movies won't go into detail like that because they have a story about people and what happens between people to tell. Right. So, I mean, you never know. Yeah. There's just several different directions they can go and not step on 
any other story that's been told, you know, whether it's comics or animatrix or whatever. So I heard uh, to wrap this up, uh, I heard rumors and I don't know if they're true. I'm still trying to figure them out, which is why I haven't really said much on my podcast because I don't like to say things that aren't true. There's a, a very strong possibility um, that uh, with Suicide Squad, there may be a teaser trailer attached to it from The Matrix. So oh, awesome. I don't. Hey, I'm not saying that's for sure. So don't don't uh, quote me. But if oh, it does happen, okay. then you can say I did it. <laughs> that's <laughs> just what I heard. It got. It does kind of make sense. It comes out in August, right? The end of August. Uh, it's a theatrical movie for the most part. Um, that would make sense. It's a Warner Brothers movie. So. I hope that's true. That would make total sense to me. I can't think of any other major, uh, Warner Brothers movies that it would bother being attached to at this point. So, um, well, I, I've heard everything. I, I've heard Super Bowl. I've heard Easter because uh, resurrection. Yeah, right. I've heard uh, E3, which is happening this weekend, and I, I can't remember what what E3 stands for, but it's like an electronics expo. Yeah. Right, it's a gaming I, thing. Yeah, I've got two out of the three E's, but uh, <laughs> I've heard Comic-Con, I've heard August, September, uh, I've heard everything. So I'll look well, forward for, for Suicide Squad. All right, well, listen, I want to thank you for coming on. And uh, we tried this once six months ago or four months ago, and we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> so hopefully this one is not going that way. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I am loving the podcast. Thank you. Uh, I think the, the Stephen King episode was was uh, my favorite so far. Oh, thank you. Me too. Uh, my my co-host, Heather, who does a lot of these type of uh, podcasts with me, we're doing a really cool one coming up. We have uh, a Black Dahlia one about the, the Black Dahlia story. Yes. Uh, little fact, I was in that movie with Scarlett Johansson and Johansson back to Black Widow, Black Widow, Marvel, and then me. So it's all it's all in family. I didn't have a big part. I was basically her, what they call a stand-in. So I, I would go with her on set to certain scenes and I would stand with her. And then when they would do lighting and stuff like that, I would step in for her so they don't stand there all day. And um, But it was pretty cool. It's a cool way to get to know the actors and stuff. So um, yeah, little known fact. So uh, Black Dahlia, but we're also working on a uh, really cool podcast on the uh, mythical creatures of... Uh, Bigfoot, um, uh, not so much aliens, but those type of characters, whether they're real or not, like Chupacabra, what is that Mexican one? Chupacabra, Chupacabra, unicorns, mermaids, um, just weird creatures, dragons that some people claim are real. They swear to God they've seen them before. Um, just kind of a little spin on that. So that's, that's upcoming. So you might find those a little fascinating. And then of course, more movie retrospectives uh, in the next few months too. So um, you guys could check those out. But anyway, uh, I want to thank you again for coming on. It was so much fun going back and revisiting the matrix. I, I love doing that. I might even, I might even rewatch uh, the first matrix movie later this week. Yeah. It's, it holds up very well. So I am matrix from the fallen. I'm the matrix from the fallen horizon. I'm midnight from the fallen horizon. Um, and again, or Servius is, uh, that's his hash team. Do you use that for other uh, games too? Or just, just the Matrix? Or Servius, I mean. No, that's kind of like my all-around uh, online handle. Oh, okay, cool. So. Well, <laughs> check out Discord if you guys are interested in the Matrix Online. Is that easy to find? Yeah, it's uh, discord.ithink.com uh, slash the, uh, the hyphen Matrix. Cool. Well, thanks again, and uh, 
make sure to you guys to check out uh, the podcast once it's up and live. Get this out to everybody else and everyone else have a good weekend. See you later. Thank you. Well, guys, we have reached the end of this episode. I know, I know. But fret not, there are more episodes coming soon. So if you really enjoyed the show, please make sure to stop back by and check out the new ones. Because without you, there is no podcast. See you later.